Hello, and welcome to the Sunday Sermon Cast from Bethel Evangelical Free Church on Washington Island, Wisconsin. I'm Rick Smith, and I've been here at Bethel since 2016, enjoying this great church on this spectacular place off the northern tip of Door County, Wisconsin. This message comes from our Sunday morning service here on the island, and it's geared towards discovering what the Bible has to say to us in our everyday lives. So, God's blessing on you, and thanks for joining with us wherever you are today. Well, uh, this last week or two, I've been displaced. <laughs> we are doing all kinds of uh, renovations upstairs in the, in the offices, and so uh, Andy Kellerman and Andy Austin have been up there painting away, and uh, it's given me some good opportunities to speak with them, and I was talking with Andy Austin, uh, those of you who know him. Andy is, well, he's had some very interesting jobs in his life. Uh, uh, he, has, he has run a pool cleaning company. He has uh, done some uh, a variety of, of, of businesses here and, and around the world, but he's been a, a noted chef in Florida and, and came here having done that as part of Disney Corporation, highly regarded and noted even, and, and uh, now is painting with Andy, uh, but he is going to be doing a, a new venture here on the island pretty soon, and uh, just job changes. And, and, and as I was talking to him, I just was, I've been thinking about just the different things that well, that I've done in terms of, of job changes along the way. Uh, when I was in college, I, I painted houses, and, and I, I worked in an ice cream factory after school. Uh, college, I, I did some substitute teaching, and I was a youth pastor for several years, and uh, I've pastored in different places in Saskatchewan, Canada, Arizona, Chicago, Nebraska, and, and now here. But uh, along the way, different things have come along. I've uh, had side jobs as as window washing and, and cleaning gutters and, and managing a restaurant, <laughs> complete without any qualifications at all, but uh, learned some things along the way, and then worked at a homeless shelter. And, and as I think about my jobs, undoubtedly you have had lots of jobs yourselves, and, and you've moved maybe from one thing to another, and, and, and part of the thinking is, well, you've got to make a living at some point, right? And, and sometimes a job is just a job, right, to get through, to, to put some food on the table, to pay the rent or whatever it is, and, but sometimes there's something that's like, this is what I'm made to do, what I'm called to do, and, and we get to those places sometimes. Well, we've been talking about interactions with Jesus over this, this summer. And, and uh, the, the theme has been, if Jesus is the answer, what's the question and who is asking? And, and what we're seeing today in the people that we're interacting, we're going to be in Luke chapter 5, we're seeing some people who have these jobs that they're doing and all of a sudden Jesus comes into their life and, well, all of a sudden there's a career change, a life change is happening for them. And what does it look like? to encounter Jesus in even the workplaces of our lives and to consider what it means to follow him and, and what we do. So if you have your Bibles, if you'd turn to Luke chapter 5, and we're starting in verse 1, and uh, we'll go to verse 16, and then we're going to jump from 27 to 32. So one day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, 
Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they began and, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon saw this, he, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. While Jesus was in one of the towns, a man came along who was covered with leprosy. When he saw Jesus, he fell with his face to the ground and begged him, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out and touched his hand and touched the man. I'm willing, he said, be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. Then Jesus ordered him, don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest and offer the sacrifices that Moses commanded for your cleaning as a testimony to them. Yet the news about him spread all the more so that crowds of people came to hear him and to be healed of their sicknesses. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. And then jumping over to verse 27. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting by his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house, and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. As we come to these encounters with Jesus, uh, we come to, first off, a fishing scene, which... Here on this island, that makes sense to us, right? The fishing has been a big part of what this has happened on this island. It is, is one of the economies that really made it a place to come and to be and a part of. And, and we still have some who fish commercially. We have many this weekend and over the next 10 days who are fishing in and around this island looking for salmon and all. But uh, fishermen, this is how they make their living. And, and so Jesus comes along and sees two boats and... and says to Simon Peter, come out, put me out, and let me talk to the people. One of the dynamics of, of speaking above the water, you've noticed this in some of the bays, that if you say something across the water, it just really projects very well, and you can hear very clearly. You think maybe you're, you're out on the water and no one can hear what you're saying. People can hear what you're saying very often if the wind and the waves aren't high. So he, he gets out and he begins speaking and talking. And as he does his, his, his message about what the kingdom of God is about, we don't have any idea what he spoke at this particular one, but that's often what he spoke about. And then he turns to Peter, whose boat he is in, and, and says, let's go to deep waters and let down your net. Well, 
if you remember the scene, uh, they, they were done fishing for the day. They, they, they hadn't had much luck at all. They were cleaning their nets and everything and putting them in order. And, and now he wants to go back out. <laughs> this is not really the time we usually do this, and we haven't had success. Well, okay, I just heard you speaking. I've just, amazing message here. So I'm sitting right next to you. So, all right, all right, I'll, I'll do it because you say so. And, and he does. And uh, the story quickly gets to what happens. The, the nets are so filled with fish that that's, they start trying to haul it in. And, and the boat that they're in can't even hold it. So they call the other boat out and they bring the other. And both of them are, getting, are beginning to sink. There's so much fish here. Where do these fish come from? And, and in the midst of all this commotion and, and hauling the fish in, Peter has a, well, a come-to-Jesus moment. <laughs> and he, he, he realizes this guy who has been speaking about God's kingdom, who speaks with an authority that the teachers of the law don't have, he, he, he just turns and says, go away. <laughs> go away from me. I am so unworthy to be in your presence. I am a sinful man. <clears throat> Well, they get into the shore, and Jesus turns to him and says, don't be afraid. But from now on, you're going to be fishing for men, which is probably a curious comment, right? Uh, If you're Peter and James and John sitting there, you you might be wondering, what is that? (laughs) What, What? are we going to be police officers? Are we going to, be, are we going to put them in jail? What, what, what does it mean to catch men? And, well, over the next three years of their time with Jesus, they're going to discover what that means. It's not going to become clear uh, probably until the Spirit comes to them after Jesus' death and ascension as the Spirit comes to them. But somehow this one has something new for them. And so this job that they've had, this thing that they've learned that's been part of what they do as a family and as a group, they walked away and began to follow Jesus. Well, as the, as the story continues, uh, Jesus is in another town, and, and a leper comes up to him. And uh, leprosy is a skin disease. Uh, maybe you're familiar, maybe not with it, but it's, it's pretty devastating. With, within that particular culture and community, if you had leprosy, you were, well, you were put outside society. Uh, it, it's even part of, of, of the, the law and codes. Uh, these are, are, are for people keeping clean. And, and so to even to touch someone with leprosy is, is, is not okay. It's a violation of their law and their rules. And, and so you have this guy who's, it says filled with leprosy, uh, uh, undoubtedly a, a pretty bad case. And, and we don't know where he is in this scene to start off with as Jesus walking along and he comes along the crowd. And one of the dynamics of those with leprosy is, is they would, if they were even going to get close to people, they had to be saying, unclean, unclean, unclean. Can you imagine having to alert people around you? Don't get near me. I'm not worthy of you. I am, I am diseased and sick. You cannot touch me. So I have to warn you 
about me. But somehow he comes to Jesus and, and, and he says the most interesting thing, doesn't he? He says, Lord, if you are willing, I can be clean. He doesn't say, if you can. He says, if you will. Which undoubtedly gives some indication he's, he's heard about this Jesus and some of the things that he's been doing that, that, that maybe he has some kind of power. and he, He's got faith that Jesus can. He just doesn't know if he will. And, and Jesus' response is, well, it's a little bit alarming. Uh, again, with the cultural norms and mores and, and how you're supposed to handle people with this particular disease, it says he reached out and touched him. Whoa, that's no-no. <laughs> this leper is untouchable. And throughout the course of his disease, having been cast out of society, put on the edge and, and, and not allowed, being segregated from them, was untouchable. Human touch was not a thing. Family members wouldn't be able to do that or give a hug or, or anything. And, and Jesus reaches out and touches this one and says, I am willing I will it be clean. And instantly this man is, is cleansed. And, and, and Jesus says, don't tell anyone. Just, you know, don't, don't make a big deal of this. But here's what you need to do. Go to the priest and, and show him that you're okay. Because one of the, the things, if you had this leprosy disease, uh, you would be shown to the priest on some level. And, and if it was truly leprosy, then, then you had to be segregated from the community. And, and they would have known this is what you were. And so to be restored into community, you had to return to the priest and, and demonstrate, look, I, I, these spots, the, this decay that's happening to me, it's gone. And restored into community. His life has changed here, isn't it? I mean, he, he had a destiny and path with his leprosy that was outside of society and community, working alongside people doing... I, he was dependent on, on, on graciousness and, and kindness for some of his needs, but again, being part of society, regular society, was not for him. But all that's changed. And then our third story, that, uh, the story in between we, we looked at actually a couple weeks ago when we talked about the paralytic and breaking through the roof and all that. So I've jumped over that and into this interaction with Levi. And, and Levi is a tax collector. Uh, the tax collectors, uh, again, within this community, were, they, were, they had a, a Jewish background. They were part of the, the people of Israel, but they were working basically for the Roman government, taking money from the people. And, and they were not liked at all by their own people because they felt like they were traitors, they were sellouts. They, they, people didn't like tax collectors. They just were people that they wanted nothing to do with. You know, we think about IRS agents today. Or, and uh, if you get a call from an IRS agent, it's probably not a happy day for you, is it? They don't call up and say, 
hey, Mr. Smith, just wanted to call and say, you nice job on your taxes this year. You did it well. Good job. <laughs> when you have to contact an IRS agent. I met an IRS agent just last week. Uh, he was uh, related to Ellie Menifee. We had the memorial service here. And I was sitting down with him. He's working in central Illinois in one of their offices. And, and, and he said, you know, when people call to talk with me, they're usually pretty agitated. <laughs> they do not want to talk to with me. That whatever has happened, they uh, many of them are, are just they're just kind of angry. And 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 what I've learned to do is this isn't personal. This is not me. But to be able to work through whatever situation. And then oftentimes, he said, by the end of it, we you know they they feel like that was at least a worthwhile conversation. <laughs> But to start off with, I mean, and, and we would say in general that IRS agents, they would have at least a, a higher standard than these publicans in Jesus' day who would take money for themselves. They were just were looked down upon. So there's this guy, he's sitting at his tax booth, and he doesn't initiate conversation with Jesus. Jesus initiates, and it goes to him. And he's got this job. He's doing this. He's making money for himself. And he says, come follow me. And, and just like the fishermen, he gets up and goes and follows. He, he, he leaves his tax booth, his way of making money and undoubtedly decent amounts of money, to follow Jesus. And then it says that he, he throws this great banquet and invites lots of his tax collector friends and others that he knew, and, and they come to this banquet and, and invites Jesus to this banquet. and uh, Meet this Jesus who came and called me and followed me and, and wasn't even afraid to talk with me, and, and this, is, this is the guy I want you to see, and we're going to have a great big party and feast and banquet. And, and so they come, and they're having this, and well, a party's going on, and, you know, there's a big party going on. People know about it. Here on the island, the, the, the tradition here, as I understand on the island, if someone from the island is getting married, pretty much everyone on the island is, is invited. Everyone knows who it is and where the party is and where you can go for it. This is something that is well known. This is a great feast. And, and so Levi's having a feast, and people know about it, and... People know Jesus is there. They're asking, Jesus, what is he doing with these people? These are the most despicable guys we know. Why would you hang on around with him? Why would you go to their place? And Jesus addressing their thoughts, their comments to the disciples. Bring this idea of the physician to them. It says, you know, a doctor exists, why? Not for healthy people, but those who need healing. Those who need to, to get over their sicknesses, need some kind of treatment. It says, I'm not come for the righteous but to bring sinners to repentance. And, and as Jesus is calling Levi to follow him, 
He's saying, leave that and follow and walk with me. In these stories, each one of these recognize in themselves uh, some, some kind of unworthiness. Levi would have known his fellow Israelites' view and perspective of him, but he was, he was doing what he was told to do and doing for himself in the process. Peter looks at himself and recognizes in Jesus' authority and power and work. I, I have no right to be in this guy's presence. We don't know what goes on in Peter's life. Uh, interesting to think, this is our introduction to Peter in, in Luke's gospel. And, and those reading the gospel as they would have come to this, I mean, these are stories that are written primarily at the outset for people in the church. This is what happened. And, and they would have known about Peter. And, and it, it's almost like Peter's origin story. Oh, here he, there's Peter. That's where he comes into this. And, and this is what was going on. And, and this is how he, he began following Jesus and, and figuring it out. And, 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 and they see his response. I'm unworthy. But Jesus says, I'm calling you to be with me. The leper, segregated from society, is brought back within. Levi, again, disliked by his own community, called to follow this one who talks about God's kingdom. Uh, Finding our place here in these stories is, well, it's probably uncomfortable for us. Because if we take these stories to heart, it means we take a good, long, hard look at ourselves and admit I have problems and weaknesses that are insurmountable. Which by its nature is makes it uncomfortable. And, and, and on the other hand, if we refuse to do that, we... Maybe we find ourselves outside of God's work. Maybe feeling like we're too good even for him. The Pharisees, teachers of the law, one of their goals, desires was to help people to see God and, and to reform the people so that they would follow God's word. And, and so it was important for them that people would know and, and follow God. And, and yet, they were missing the Son of God right before them. And, and I think there's a caution for us in there, too. Because if we think we're not any of those dirt bags, whether it's Peter or the leper or Levi, then maybe we're saying, I'm okay. I'm all right. I don't need what they need. And that's our most dangerous place, I think, to think, I'm all right. I got this covered. Ernest Hemingway has a short story called The Capital of the World. And he tells the story of a Spanish father and his teenage son. The relationship between this father and son had become strained and eventually shattered. The rebellious son, whose name was Paco, which is a common Spanish name, well, he ran away. And his father began a long and arduous search for him. 
As a last resort, this exhausted father places an ad in the Madrid newspaper and hoping his son would see the ad and respond to it. And so the ad read, Dear Paco, please meet me in front of the newspaper office at noon. All is forgiven. Love, Father. Well, as Hemingway tells the story, the next day at noon in front of the newspaper office, there were 800 Pacos (laughs) all seeking forgiveness from their fathers. Are you like one of those Pacos? Carrying around a load of guilt, wanting forgiveness, not knowing where to find it. Asking Jesus, do I have anything, do I have any worth to you? And Jesus, who looks at a man who knows he's unworthy because he's sinful, says, come, we'll catch men. Which we'll have to discover what he means by that. To a leper who has been segregated from society, who is untouchable, touches him and says, be clean and be restored into community. And the tax collector, his own people hate him, want nothing to do with him. He's a sellout. Come follow me. That's the call to any of us. Jesus can call Matthew or Levi. He can call you. If he wants to have a relationship and connection with him, You're fully within his sights. But on the other hand, if you're looking at ministry that happens to people who are less than savory, and you're thinking, why are they with those people? Maybe you need to wonder, where am I in this story? Am I this person who thinks he's so righteous that I will not accept the reception of Jesus. I don't need it. They need it. The line for us who are part of church and part of religious community is sometimes very small. We can move down this road and think, I'm getting better. But if we ever get to the place where we think, I'm there, then we're not. We rely and depend upon Jesus' work in our lives. And as we stand, we stand with heads held high, not because we're good enough, smart enough, and because people like us, but because of Jesus. He changes everything. There were career changes that happened in these stories. They moved from one to another. There's a complete change of life for the leper. This is different for all of us. But the answer is still Jesus. And his call is for you. Will you receive that? Let's stand for closing prayer. Father, this day we we come before you. and, And Spirit of God, we ask that you would move in our midst. In those areas in our life where we need your help, we need your touch. We come to you. Lord, give us the faith of the leper who knows you can do it. 
and yet wonders if you will. Lord, we come to you asking for help, asking for your touch. Lord, we ask that you would continue to refresh. Well, thanks again for listening. And to learn more about how you can connect with Bethel Community Church, check out our website at islandbethelchurch.com or join us for a service Saturday night at 6 or Sunday morning at 1045. Hope to see you soon. God bless you. Who need, who need you? Build your kingdom here. In us and for us, but also through us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you this day.